What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey there, Giant fans in the great states of New Jersey and Connecticut. We want to take a second to make sure you can take advantage of this amazing opportunity from DraftKings. If you're a new user, you can receive an incredible offer. Deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport, and you'll instantly get $150 added to your account in bonus bets. Win or lose, you'll still receive the bonus. And all you have to do is use the code GIANTINSIDER at sign up. Now, I know that some of you might be hesitant to try your hand at sports betting, but let me tell you, this is the perfect opportunity to give it a shot. Plus, using our code GIANTINSIDER not only gets you the bonus, but it also supports the podcast. It is deals like this that help cover our costs to bring you weekly podcast content. So, if you haven't signed up for DraftKings yet, please consider doing so and using our code GIANTINSIDER to place that first bet. Remember, this offer is only available to new customers who are 21 years or older and physically present in New Jersey or Connecticut. And please, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. So, what are you waiting for? Head to DraftKings.com and take advantage of this incredible opportunity today. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, we have OTAs uh, actually happening this week. We'll probably get into that, you know, next week on next week's pod and, and how the Giants performed and all that. Uh, but we figured it'd be a good time, folks, um, to discuss the draft. Now, not this draft. But grading drafts, you really can't grade a draft as soon as they happen. We all do it, and everybody kind of wants everyone to do it and say, oh, well, the Giants got an A-plus this time, absolutely. But you really can't grade a draft until three years down the road, right? That's probably the number where you say, you know what, let's see where these guys are. Are they getting second contracts? Are they on the road to second contracts? Are they gone by now? Um, But since this is kind of the first time we're doing this, Chris, folks, we're going to throw in another draft. We're going to throw in the 2019 draft. So... This podcast is going to be us talking about the draft picks of 2019 and 2020. And look, if we kind of go into 19 extensively, maybe we don't get to 20. But the point is, that's what we're going to be doing this podcast. And we feel like, you know, Chris and I discussed this last week. This was a good time to to do this and to discuss a lot of the Dave Gutterman drafts where those draft picks, um, the, some of them are heading towards second contracts, guys. So, uh, yeah, Chris, this is uh, I'm kind of en- going to enjoy this one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time because uh, OTAs kick up this week and you see some nine on sevens, you see some seven on sevens, you know, you see some, um, you know, Thursday uh, media has access to the OTA. So, you know, I'll be there, you know, checking out some of the young guys, the draft class, guys like Deontay Banks, Jalen Hyatt. Um, I fully expect the Schmitz to be uh, signed by then, you know. Um, so it's interesting because you look at it and go, okay, this is the draft class. We'll see him in camp, you know, see him now, OTAs, mandatory, and all that stuff, you know. Uh, so you go back and you say, well, let's look at the previous, because even Joe Shane said it. He goes, when he talked about his draft class last year and this year, 
Shane said, well, you know what? See me in three years. We'll see their playing time. And then they get back to me. And he was being honest. You know? yeah. uh, of course, look, Jerry, every general manager on May, um, on April 30th this year, thought they had a great draft. <laughs> yeah, right. Every general manager. Nobody's going to say, well, you know, oh, how would I grade my draft? I'll see. You know? No. <laughs> they don't. When you come out of a calculus test, you're like, right. how'd you do? Oh, my God, I hope I got a 70. Right. I hope I, I, I hope we got one player. You know? Right. No. Right. No. I mean, everybody thinks they had a great draft on April 30th, right? Yeah. Uh, the three days after, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> but then you start grading it out. So we decided to dip into it. And, why? you know, basically why we dipped one extra year is because Daniel was in the 2019 draft. Right, mm-hmm. so we're going to look at the 2019 draft, and one of the main reasons why me and Jerry are doing this is because we want to see after three years. In this case, it's going to be four years. We're going to dip a little bit back, and say, okay, well, how big, you know, how big of a, uh, how how much are these guys part of this roster? Right. How big is this draft? You know, and and dude, you know, last night I hit, I hit up the draft picks, Jerry. You know, and I'm sure you did too. And and you look at it. We're going to get into it now. And you say, okay, well, this was a playoff team last year. You know, coaching was a huge part of it. But how big of a part of it was these drafts? And we're going to get into it now. Let's get into 2019, Jerry. And, mm, uh, what we'll, number what, one, Chris. What we'll do for everybody is, you know, we're going to talk about who gets, you know, drafted, what position, um, number in, the number in the draft, and who's going to get a second contract or who already has a second contract. You know, so because, you know, good drafts are determined by – you know, those guys get basically get those second contracts. That means that guy has played. He's been very effective for the organization, and he deserved and got a second contract. Sometimes, you know, you can't sign everybody, and we'll get into that too. So let's look at it, Jerry. We'll start right off in 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, the first pick, sixth overall, we all know Daniel Jones. Yes. Um, so Daniel, Jerry, um, and here's the thing I want to talk about quickly too. Obviously, we all know Daniel got a second contract, and Joe Shane and Brian Dable – think he is the future of this organization, the present and the future, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daniel, and this is what I really liked about Joe Shane. I think I might have mentioned this before either on Twitter or with me and you on <clears throat> on the podcast, is that Joe Shane went into this whole thing with an open mind. And yeah. not a lot of general managers do that. Right. If you're not my guy, if you're not my draft, and it's not just Daniel, we'll get into other guys. If you're not my draft pick, then, uh, you know, you better really prove it or you're gone because I want my guys, right? Yes. So Joe Shane goes into this last year and he's basically, you know, Daniel Jones is on a trial, right? Show me or you're gone. So yep. Daniel shows them and he, we all know what happens. Four years, $160 million, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. 160 yep. right? Yep. 160 So Joe goes into it and he told us. This time last year, he told us, right, to our faces, the media, he told the Giants fan, Giants Nation, told them everywhere, right? Right, right. That I'm going this with an open mind. If we feel Daniel's our guy, well, we'll see what happens as far as extension. Basically saying, well, if we feel he's not our guy, we'll move on. Joe was honest. Right. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can ask for. Not some bullshitting GM, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And we saw a lot of that bullcrap with Gettleman. Yep. But we're also going to praise Gettleman in this podcast. I'll tell you why. We'll, we'll obviously get into that. But Joe was honest. And guess what? Him and Dave feel this guy is their guy. They could be wrong down the road. But, hey, whatever. We'll see. And they signed him to a second contract. So Daniel Jerry gets the second contract. There's one guy, sixth overall at the time, including us. We shook our head like, what? You know, uh, but it <laughs> turns out. 
uh, that is right now Daniel played really well last year. He earned this money, um, and he's going to be here for a while, it looks like. Right? So there you go, Joe. You want to go on to the next one? Go on to the next number one pick in 2019, or you want to add to the Daniel Jones pick. Yeah, mm. look, we all know that it was a surprise pick, but what, what's fascinating there, Chris, is, look, it's, it's one year of Daniel having a lot of success, right? And that was because of Dable. But, <laughs> and I don't know if we want to get into it now, but it, it, it goes hand in hand, right? It's all about the hire of the head coach, right? Did they hire the right guy with Daniel Jones? He, he kind of, he did okay under Shermer, floundered under Judge. All of a sudden you're bringing Brian Dable and now he excels, right? And I know you have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted to touch on that now or you want to wait till later, but I just figure now's kind of a good time for that. Yeah, I mean, there's no question, but, you know, look, the, like John Mavis said, they screwed this kid up, okay? Shermer was not a head coach, but he did blossom on the Shermer's first year. He played really well, and then things happened. Shermer, next year, gets fi- he gets fired. Judge comes in. His coordinators, total, complete mess. Yep. Daniel takes a step backwards. Everything's a total mess. Injuries, offensive line, mm-hmm. everything. And then now you bring in a, a, a very good offensive line in Dable. And boom, he blossoms again, right? He yep. blossoms, and he has a very good year. Uh, so, yeah, no question, you know, coaching was a huge part of it. And J- Dave Gettleman totally, completely screwed up this organization with his head coach highest. There's no yeah. question about it. Yeah. You know, if yeah. Dave Gettleman would have saw Dable a couple of years ago and hired him, just I'm just argument's sake. Yeah. Well, guess what? You know, Dave Gettleman might still have a job right now. Right, right. You know? It's fair. Um, it's a fair thing to say. Absolutely. Right? He yep. might still have a job because why is that, Chris? Well, what are you talking? Well, because of the coaching stability, right? And we're going to get into the rest of the draft class. Yeah. And yeah. let's look into it, right? I yeah. mean, so Daniel, first, sixth overall, gets a second contract, obviously yeah. still on a roster. Second draft pick of 2019. Yeah, which, Number which, one, which was part of the OBJ trade. Right. Number one, 17th overall, mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, mm. um, gets a second contract. Yes. Um, makes, Pro Bowl, um, makes the Pro Bowl last year. He's considered one of the top five defensive linemen in the game. It's Aaron Donald, and then you could argue after that. Yes. Right? Nobody's, nobody's going to argue Aaron Donald. Right. He's the top defensive tackle lineman in the game. I mean, Jerry, he's one of the best I've ever seen. So nobody's arguing that. Right. Then you could go back, okay, we're going to make arguments for Jeffrey Simmons, Paines, Dexter Lawrence, whatever. The yep. point being is that Dex is in that argument. So he's one of the top defensive linemen. He gets the second contract, obviously still on the roster. Boom, 17th overall. Now, once again, just quickly, Jay, um, mm-hmm. coaching, big part of it, Andre Patterson deserves a huge, huge kudos to him, huge kudos to him for what he did with Dexter, really tapping out his potential. I'm sorry, excuse me, really blossoming his potential. Tweaked some things in his game and Dexter – Played basically over that zero all year over the center, one gap, some little three, but had a great year, and here he is. Yep. Now, the interesting part of that is another pick, Chris, where Giant fans were like, mm, okay. I mean, not as nuclear as they were with Daniel Jones, but when it's on top of the Daniel Jones pick, the reaction was, oh, man, what the hell are we doing? Why would you take this guy, right? You know, along the, that, that Clemson defensive line, he wasn't one of the ones that you thought of, right? I remember right. it was Clellan Farrell was the, the big guy, which is funny because I don't even know if he's 
he's floundering around now. I don't know if he's on a team right at this point. I, I think he was just signed by somebody, right? Right. But you look at that, and, and you look at who was picked real quick after him. I'll just read you the list, right? It's Garrett Bradbury was a good player. Jeffrey Simmons was picked two after. Noah Fant, Darnell Savage, Andre Dillard, who has not found really his, you know, no. his pro game yet. No. Uh, Titus Howard, Josh Jacobs, who's a good player. Marquise Brown, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Abram. So, you know, the other other name really that jumps out at you there is really right now Jeffrey Simmons to me. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And he's a very good player, Jeffrey Simmons. If and he not, is, right. If not even slightly better or slightly, but right in that group. With it's right in the same, right? It's not, right. Like, it's not like Aaron Donald was behind no, it. Was, no, absolutely so. not. And it's the funny thing, Jerry, is that for the first three years of Dex's career, and I've said this numerous times, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And say, oh, I saw this all. I said he was a good player, Dexter, but not a 17th overall type player. You said he was a nice player. I right. said he was a very nice player, yep. but he shouldn't have been 17th overall. Well, Dexter made me eat my words last season. Yes. He made me eat Always. my words because last season mm-hmm. he was a 17th overall type player. Yep. Okay. And, and it makes sorry. that OBJ trade totally worth it now. I'm sorry. It does. I mean, he is, he is one of the top defensive tackles in the NFL. So. Right. Right. So we, we know what happened with Dex. He gets the big contract. He's one of the top paid uh, defensive linemen in the game. So that's two. Two second contracts out of the first. Now. So I'll give you the bad news. Yeah, here comes the bad news. <laughs> Obviously, we all know. The third number one pick that season, 30th overall, and he moved up in the first round to get him, mm. was DeAndre Baker. And that turned out to be a total disaster by Gettleman. Yes. And he traded picks 37, 132, and 142 to do it. Right. And I will admit, that was the only pick in the first round back then that I said, good pick, Dave. Good one. Solid. So, right. here's what I know. Well, but it also goes to show you got to wait out a couple of years to process yeah. to see what happens. Yep. Right? Yeah. So, DeAndre Baker, we all know what happened to him. He gets trouble down in Florida or whatever it was. He goes over to the Chiefs. The Chiefs launch him. And he's out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I remember specifically, I discussed this with you, Jerry, I think on a podcast and even on the side, from the first time. I met DeAndre Baker in a locker room. I said, ugh. You know, veterans roll their eyes towards me. I'm not going to name them when I were talking about them. And you know that, right? I'm not making this up, Jerry. I talked no, about and this. No, and Chris, let's be honest. Numerous you took times. Little, you took a little heat for that comment on Twitter years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, look, when you're out there on Twitter, you're going to catch heat. You know, right. I, I get it. I understand. But veterans roll their eyes towards me. They were like, oh, this kid. Basically, like, oh. So a bad move by Ghetto turned out to be a disaster by Dave. Disaster, right? Mm-hmm. We know that. Okay. Next pick, third around, 95th overall, O'Shane Zimenez. And the other, the third mm-hmm. portion of and the, the OBJ trade right. outside of, uh, you know, Jabril Peppers. And now also another draft pick that gets a second contract. Yes. And now it was, admittedly, it was a, we'll see if we can find something better in the draft, probably. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. gave him a one-year deal, but he got a second contract. Can't, can't take it away from him. Right. It's still a second contract. He's still yes. on the roster. And it's a guy they're looking at to add some rotation on the outside, right, to mm-hmm. help him. Look, O'Shane last year, a guy I had buried, done. Yes. Yep. No way he's making the 53 to a guy that was first half of the season. Mm-hmm. was pretty productive. Gave him yep. some pretty quality snaps. Kind of tailed off in the second half. Lost snaps. But due to the fact that the Giants are not real deep on the edge, Shane Dable saw, you know, what he brought to the team last year, bring him mm-hmm. back for another year. So that's three guys now on the 2019 second, right, still on the roster. 
yeah. and get second contracts. Well, you want to hear something funny, Chris? Between DeAndre Baker and O'Shane Zimenez, there's two names in there that we have now. Paris Campbell and Bobby Okereke. thought that was kind of interesting. I'm, so sorry, two, I, I'm sorry, I lost that point. Say it yeah, again. So, those two, so there were two guys taken between DeAndre Baker and two of a lot oh, of Oh, in that draft. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, two, there are right, two of right. a lot of guys <laughs> taken and uh, Paris Campbell and Bobby Okereke. So that are now Giants. Yeah. How funny is right. that? Yeah. Good right. spot. That's a good spot, dude. I didn't even see that. That's a good yeah. spot. Yeah. So. so fourth round, 108, uh, the Golden Doma, Julian Love. Who technically now. got a second contract. Who, so you say, folks, I could tell you this right now, and I've discussed this with passion. Yes. Julian Love agent, Drew Rosenhaus, screwed him. Yeah. Um, the Giants very much wanted to give Julian a second contract. The offer was up around seven at the bye week. Drew Rosenhaus' team wanted 10. Mm. Um, Joe said, no, we'll revisit that. Um, that money was kind of gone. Julian goes to Seattle for six, I think, per. Mm. Tries to revisit with the Giants, and Joe Shane said, sorry, the, the money's just not there now. Yeah. So Julian, who very much mm. wanted to be a Giant, goes on to Seattle. These things happen. But here's a guy, here's a kid that should have got a second contract too. Right. Should have. He, over, he overplayed his hand. Drew Rosenhaus thinking he's dealing with baseball owners where there's no cap. And some owners coming. Oh yeah, I'll give you thirty million a year. You know all that? No, that doesn't work in football. You know, it, it's sort of like the Balky situation where the money was there at the bye week, and then but Joe sat Saquon down and says, "Listen, Saquon, this is the offer." Blah blah. Just keep in mind, and he was honest with Saquon. He said, "Keep in mind that in the off season, free agency starts, that same money might not be there because we're going to use it in other areas." Right. So that's where they're at now with Barkley. And, you know, this Barkley thing looks like it's going, it's going to go deep into the OTAs. And yeah. we'll see if they can work it out, okay? Yep. Um, getting back to Julian. So Julian should have got a second contract. Didn't. These things happened in the NFL. The Giants wanted him to. But a four pretty pretty good years out of Julian Love. Yeah. So, look, you have Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, O'Shane Zeminez, and Julian Love. Four to five that got, second con- got another contract, even though, you know, Love was from another team. So... Um, yeah, it's a shame how that played out, Chris, just because they, they overestimated the market and it came down. And, and now, look, we, I'm excited. I actually, I'm higher on Dane Belton, I think, than most people. But there's a huge question mark now next to Xavier McKinney. So the next pick, um, round five, 143 overall, was a guy who started off looking like he was going to be the next uh, <laughs> Gary Reasons or Michael Barrow. Uh, and then, of course, uh, an injury happens and then he, that's it. It's over. Uh, yeah. Ryan Connolly out of Wisconsin, who who started off, man. I mean, he was house of fire. He was all over the field, intercepting passes, tackling everything, and and of course he blow he tears his ACL, and that's that. Right. So I think he went on to the Vikings, picked him up. I think he's out of the game. I think he's on now. the Saints now. Oh, is he? He's on their I roster. Think, okay. I think so. I think he's just hanging right. on. Dude. So all right. So the fi- it's a fifth pick. Don't forget. You yeah. know, uh, at first started off pretty good, and then things happened. Right. Yep. Yep. The next pick, fifth round. Yep. 171, uh, a guy by the name of Darius Slate, right? Second, who second now, contract. who now, has received a second contract himself yep. from the general manager, not his guy, but oh, Darius, less his guy than Daniel Jones was, Chris. Right. I mean, that guy, he sat and just did nothing for a while. Right. 
So we know Darius' story, the beginning of last season, looked like he was done. He went into last last year's training camp, like 6th or 7th on the depth chart. He had to really prove he could make this team. And, well, he did. Yep. He did. You know, and Brian Dable wanted him back. No question. They give him the contract. Darius is a great locker room guy and a great dude. dude. I have mentioned this before. I got to know Darius pretty good the last year. Yeah. And he's just a great guy, man. Quiet kid, but really a good kid. Mm-hmm. They love him. They bring him back. So that is now one, two, three, four guys from the 2019 draft who are still on this roster and got who have received second contracts. Yep. Yep. Now, you know what? Before we go into the last three, and then we're obviously going to hit 2020, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Busy Nano, and Jerry Foley. Hang on. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, biz Ignano. All right, dude. So the sixth pick um, was a guy who started off really with, uh, uh, you know, he, he had the issue where he was actually shot um, in college. And it was a tragedy where he lost his friend. But he, he, he plowed through and he made the team. And he's still in the league, right? He's, yeah, I, don't feel like I, yeah. I don't know how effective he is with the Packers. I and mean, I know he was with the Jets for a while. But Washburn's Corey Ballantyne. He's still in the league. Right. Um didn't look, didn't work out with the Giants, so you know, he moved on. Um, sixth round pick, so it is what it is. But he I looked mean, like it, he had a good he had a good training camp. I know he had an interception yes. in the preseason yes. where I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe we have something here, but for whatever reason it didn't. The last thing I remember him, unfortunately, is not looking at uh, the punter when we were trying to fake a field goal in Philly. But that anyway. Yeah, look, I remember Corey's rookie year in twenty nineteen, he had a good camp. Yeah. And I was like, Well, you know, this kid's flesh. But you know, Jerry and we say this a thousand times and I'll say it probably a thousand times this camp. Like don't get excited over guys having great camps because mm-hmm. once the bell rings, you know, Corey sh- kind of di- couldn't meet that level of NFL play. Okay. And so F- FYI, I probably still won't listen because I'm going to get excited about rookies and it's just right. <laughs> Corey so, Washington guys like that. So, so, you know, when the bell rings in September and it's for real, you yeah. know, you find out a little bit more. So look, it's a six round pick and all that. So the next yeah. pick, Dave Gettleman's 2019 draft class, uh, mm. seventh round, 232, George uh, Safo, Adai. Yeah, big, big George, just Big George, right. Big George, I mean, one of the biggest arms I've ever seen. Only yeah. problem is he couldn't play football. So he's out of the league, he's gone, whatever. So, But that's what you do in the seventh round, right? Like you, yeah. you, you, you take that chance and say, maybe we can mold something here. So no one gets too pissed off at seventh round picks that don't work. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't get, you know, these are guys that you hope – and some depth down the road, you know, um, and, and all that. And the last pick of that draft, the seventh round, 245, 245. Yeah, Chris Slayton, a defensive lineman, who I believe was on the team for a year, if I remember right. Uh, and then he's no longer, he is gone. So. No, he's in the league, though. He no, I mean, he's gone for the Giants. Yes, yeah, he's still in the league. Yes. My point is, yes. like, it's still a draft pick that is in the league somehow. Again, yeah. like, it's, it, that's, I think that's kind of an accomplishment when you take a seventh round player and mm-hmm. they can at least stay in the league for five years. Like that's, 
that's a good seventh round pick, right? I mean, look, I don't because I don't know. There's not a, every Ahmad Bradshaw out there, right? So if you <laughs> can pick a seventh rounder that bounces around and can play well enough, like, well, you know what, your, your draft pick is playing in the NFL. So overall, <laughs> right? What can you so, say? Yeah. So you have ten picks in the 2019 draft, mm-hmm. and you have four on the roster still, and you have four who received second contracts. Yeah. So Jerry. After the 2019 draft, now we could grade, dude. Now we could grade. What would you give that 2019 draft by Dave Gettleman? So I give it a solid B plus. And the only reason I don't give it an A minus or an A is because of the pick of DeAndre Baker. Now I know potentially, Chris, we, we hit a home run. We hit a home run, I think, with Dexter Lawrence or a triple. Daniel Jones, I want to say it's a home run, but... It was one year where he played well. I think he'll get better. I have total faith that he will. Um, you know, the, the contributions that you got from Love where he should have still been a giant, Darius Slayton. It's the only reason I give him a B-plus is because of the fact that DeAndre Baker is not even in the league now. And I don't think, uh, you know, it's, I, based on, on, on things you said, Gettleman performed no due diligence on that pick. That there was a, you know, he's <laughs> a head issue, he's off the field issues. Um, I know no one scored a touchdown on him at Georgia. Um, he was, I think, the Jim Thorpe Award winner. But you've got to know more about the player, and that's where he failed. I'm okay with a first-round pick being an okay player when you have three of them, but you can't be off the roster completely and, and a complete disaster. But that being said, I think you have your franchise quarterback. You have one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and you have other guys contributing still. So for me, it's a B plus. All right, and that, that's, that's a really fair grade. And I'm going to go even higher than that, Jerry. I just want to tell you, just to clear something up, DeAndre Baker, um, where Gettleman didn't do his due diligence, he didn't have off-the-field issues in college, but he had work ethic okay, fair enough. issues. But yeah. then he comes to the Giants and had off-the-field issues with yeah. the law. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Where DeAndre Baker, the question marks with him was his work ethic and whether or not he was fully committed. Yeah. Okay? And we all got that answer. <laughs> okay? Yeah, right. And that's what Gettleman, like he did with Kadarius Tony. Didn't do his due diligence like these guys do with Shane Dable. I mean, they, they know everything about these kids. It's amazing. Right. Okay, so, Jerry, I'm going to go even higher than B+. Um, I'm going to give this draft an A-, minus, and I'll tell you why, dude. Because when you draft your franchise quarterback who yeah. gets a second contract, that elevates it, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know Jones is not a pro bowler and all that stuff, but he, you know, this draft class did produce your franchise quarterback. And you could argue all you want. Oh, I still don't think it. Well, Brian Dable and Joe Shane do think he is. Yeah. And for the way he played last year, I think a lot of Giant fans are sold now. I think <laughs> they feel pretty confident with Daniel. Yep. The negative comments have drastically dropped, right? Yep. Yes. Another reason I give it an A-, minus, Jerry, they got a pro ball, all-pro guy type guy in Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Who's now got a second contract and who's a top five defensive lineman? And he's better than Leo Williams, bro. I mean, he's the best defensive lineman on the team. He is. Yep. Julian Love gave him four solid years. And if it wasn't for some screw ups with negotiations with buffoons thinking they're going to get this and then guiding them and then Julian, like, what are we doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And it was too late. Yeah. Right? Another yep. solid safety that wound up walking. And then, you know, you go down, you dip into the fifth round, and you got a receiver here that gets a second contract who has made an impact at times, and he's done some bad things too. Don't get me wrong. Drops, 
all that stuff. But a guy here gets a second contract. So, Jerry, the main reason why I gave this an A-, because I was thinking like you, dude. I was going to give it a B+. Plus. I was. Hmm? I was going to give it a B, actually, or B+. Plus. I was going back and forth, you know? But I said, you know what? <clears throat> when you have a draft that establishes your franchise quarterback, I'm just going to – and I look, I, I might be giving a little bit of a, a homer grade here, you know? No, no. I, but I, I'm going to go I, with the A- minus because of Daniel. And I think that changes if he, if they go to the playoffs again. I think it, like this grade isn't set in stone, right? Like I think if they go to the playoffs again, or if they go to the conference championship, or win a Super Bowl, then it's like, well, then how can you not give it an AA plus, right? So I think you have a point. It's how much do you believe that Jones is the guy? Uh, but we're we're right. We're pretty close with our grade. But I I completely understand your point, Chris. All right, so. Pretty good 2019 uh, draft. This is the foundation of this team. A lot of these players, you know, uh, Dexter, obviously, and Daniel, right? So let's go to... Before yeah. we go into it, I, I just want to comment on the, 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 the video that the Giants put out, the process with Shane and Dable. Yes. Where they showed. Yes. It's, so the most overused lines line by every GM in the league is, this draft fell exactly how we wanted. This was our guy. <laughs> right, right, right. But... <laughs> You have a GM and coach saying in round two, Schmitz and Hyatt. And look, the Bears trade up. The reaction is pretty funny from the Giants. Like, oh, no, they're going to take Schmitz, man. And then the Bears took a corner. Mm-hmm. And then Dable's reaction and attitude was, well, we get our starting center or we get our speed receiver. Right. And Shane loves it. And it's funny. So then they take Schmitz. And then in round three, they took the guy they wanted also in round two. Like, Right. There's proof of it. Like this right. is the 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 Pruder right. film. <laughs> like, and, like wow, it it's refreshing to see that actually happen. And they're not full of shit. Sorry, and, guys. And there's... Jerry and Brian Dable showed everybody. Okay, that wasn't a staged you know thing. It was right there as the draft was going on. They filmed it. Yeah. And Brian Dable showed everybody what I've been saying now. I get that Dable will lose it on the sidelines at times. He's very emotional on the sidelines, and he will lose it on a player. Mm-hmm. He will lose it on a referee. I think a guy named Parcells was like that, too, if I Fine know. with that. Okay? But I also have mentioned numerous times, because I, I know Dabes. Yeah. I, I got to know him. Okay? Mm-hmm. I see the way he is. I talk to him. I have also mentioned how much of a cool customer he is, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I mentioned... You know, about, I see him the way he does, think, does things though, in practice. Will he be tough? Yeah, I've seen it on his coaches, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a thing a couple of weeks ago, you know, um, rookie camp, and he was snapping on Mike Groh, the receiver coach. He was right in front of me. He wasn't happy with something Mike did, and he was all over him. Yeah. Okay? But Dable is a cool, like, when something arises, he's just going to be like, Hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. So you saw, and folks, if you don't believe me, because, you know, not that you don't believe me, but you obviously you're not there at these practices and all that. Yeah. And you have to go by what beat writers say or what I say or whatever the hell it might be. And I, I've been telling you this about Dave's, right? And you saw it right there. Yeah. Shane was panicking. He was like, right. oh, um, I, what are you going to do? They're going to take. And Dave's just like, what did Dave say? Hey, dude, don't worry. We're going to get we one got, of the we guys our, we want. We got our center or we got our receiver. Yeah. He goes, like, what are you worried about? Because we're gonna say, you see how cool Dave's was? Yeah. Like, don't Amazing. worry about it. Right. That's that's why I said when this schedule came out, and I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what the hell? Including me, like, guys, what are you doing here? We, we got a Thursday night game after two West. I know Dave's, and this is why I put it on Twitter, and this is why we talked about it on podcasts. 
His attitude is like, okay, what are we gonna do? We're gonna panic like little, like 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 little jerks. We're gonna we're gonna, right. you know what I mean? No, yeah. we're gonna deal with it. We'll yeah. be fine, right? Yeah. And we'll give it. We'll suit up. Believe me, we're gonna show up at those games. Right. And we and we have to deal with it. We're gonna roll. We're gonna roll. Yeah. That's right. Dave's. Right. So don't let. I, I understand. He slaps some guys in the silence. Sometimes he's like he's like gets a little crazy. But overall, with him, it's like that's his that's his personality. Relax. We'll, we'll right. And you saw it right there. While Joe was panicking a little bit, Joe was losing it. He's pacing back and forth, right? Joe's pacing back and forth. And I, I, I like that in my GM, to be honest, during the draft. Right. I, I and like he's it. like, well, and you see how hectic it is in that right. draft room. You see how, and Dave's was just sitting there like, okay, Joe. Basically saying, Joe, calm yeah, down. Rela- relax, Joe. Relax, relax Joe. We're going to get <laughs> yeah. one of our guys. Relax. Uh, uh, right. I thought it was great. I just. Uh, that, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I think you got, I think everybody got a little taste of the way Dable is. You know, and we're around this guy. Everybody's, and, you know, don't let the few snapping on guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, get, yeah. and, and it's very emotional on the sideline doing the game, and Dave's will. But for the most part, you see Dave's doing the sideline, right? Jerry doing the game. He's just pacing back and forth. He's got the, okay, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then some things happen. Don't get me wrong. But that's, you know, Dave's is that, believe it or not, like Shane is a young guy like Dave's. The Shane you see could get a little, oh, you know what? Uh, and Dave's is the calming influence. They work well together, Jerry. Yeah. They work well together. Like Dave's is that calming influence. Like Joe, relax, we got this. Yeah. Joe, like, oh, okay. And you see them hugging each other. Like, like you know, like calm down. We got. Don't worry about. It. They're a good team, bro. These guys really generally like being around each other. They hang mm-hmm. out with each other um, away from the uh, facility. Yeah. You know, their wives are close. Their wives, they 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 um, socialize. Right. And that's very important. And I think everybody sees that now, you know, so uh, it's not a phony act, folks. It, these guys really generally like being around each other. I thought it was funny when, Dave, when uh, uh, Shane said, hey, you want to trade back? Want to trade back and see what we get? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so, but yeah, it was so, nice to see. It was great to see that. So, all right. All right. So let's get into the 2020 draft, which is now at the mm. three year, right? Yes. The yep. Three years in mm. um, 2020 first pick fourth overall. Um, Andrew Thomas, right? So a kid that struggled out of the gate um, and now is one of the best left tackles in the game. Uh, they picked up his fifth-year option. He is going to get a second contract. We all know that. He obviously is still on the roster. Um, turned out to be a very good draft pick. Yes, and um, the three names, to be honest, the three names that were kicked around were uh, Thomas, Mackay Becton, and Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs is, is, you know, it's very good right tackle, but the left tackle position need to be solidified. It started off a little rough for Thomas. Now he's one of the best in the league. You know, if you're grading this one one pick, it's an A plus. Great job by by Dave on this one, dude. So, great job by Dave. No, quite. It turned out to be a great pick. And like I told you last year, Jerry, Andrew Thomas doesn't make excuses. Yep. But when I was with him at his locker mm-hmm. last year. And it was just me and him talking, and I said, "Yo, and I said, Andrew, this is, this was really the first year you felt that ankle." And he was like, "Yeah, man, this is the first year I felt healthy." But and he, no excuses. He said, "No, I'm out there." He says, "I'm out there. There's no excuses in this league." But I was just telling everybody that, like, this last year was the first year, dude. Right. He was really, he was 100 percent basically healthy, and I think we saw how that worked out, right? Yep. So. Andrew Thomas, second, he's going to get a second contract. We all know that. It's 50 years picked up. The guys are all pro. All that turned out to be a pretty good pick. Second round, 36th overall, Xavier McKinney. I think it's safe to say, Jerry, that he is going to get a second contract after this season. If not, yep. you know, or before the season even ends, we'll see how Joe works that out. Yeah. Um, starting safety, one of the 
you know, calls the signals for Wink, one of the key members of this team. He, he and Dexter Lawrence, you could argue, are the two most important players on the defense right now. Right. You know, so. uh, we're hoping um, that Bobby O'Currike is in that mix Yeah. when training camp up. breaks and the game starts in September. We're hoping it's Bobby, Xavier, oh, right. and Dex, right? Yeah. Right? Boom. So McKinney, he's going to get a second contract. Obviously, still on the roster. All right. Third round, 99th, Matt Pert. Mm. Been in injuries. He's still on the roster. He's competing for the swing tackle. We'll see how that plays out. The curse of the third round for the New York Giants. Unbelievable. <laughs> it seems that way, right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It seems that way. So Matt Pert still battling. You know, he's going to come in this year, and we'll see how that plays out. He's going to battle for that. Swing spot. The Giants actually are bringing in Ojus, Kajus, a kid from the Patriots, uh, yeah. uh, who gave some pretty decent snaps for Bill Belichick up there over the last few years. But yep. just a, you know, just a decent guy going in. The Giants to give him a look to see how that works out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Pert still on the roster though, and still mm-hmm. competing. Fourth round. Now, now it gets it. It's a very interesting group coming up. Right. Number one ten. Oh, one ten overall. Fourth round. Uh, slot corner. Don A. Holmes, yeah, uh, a guy who's been played a lot, hell of a lot of snaps for the Giants. Now he's going to have competition this camp. Yes, um, I wasn't even quite sure, and I, I'd have talked about this that he was even going to make this training I'm camp. Right, I'm I wasn't quite he's sure still on the roster to be because it, right, if he was a cut, um, they would have saved. I think it was two million, two point one, something like that, off the cap. Yep. At the time when the Giants really needed some cap money, I thought he might be in trouble. But no, here he is, bringing him back. Uh, he's going to compete still. The Giants obviously added draft picks and free agency and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see if he makes it out of camp. But here's a guy, Jerry, that's given him a lot of good snaps. And here's a guy that's given him a lot of bad snaps. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about Holmes is his rookie year, we both had him as the best draft pick because of the fact that mm-hmm. Thomas was terrible his rookie year. And McKinney, McKinney was hurt. McKinney was injured, and, yeah. you know, in fact, in the rest of them, mm-hmm. it was like, well, Darnay Holmes might be the best. And I know Deion Sanders loved that pick for the Giants. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And he had a decent rookie year. So we were like, well, he's probably the best rookie right now. But now it's, Jesus, even going to make the team. And like you said, we we're kind of shocked well, that he's even still on it. Jerry, I remember us doing a podcast in December of 2020. Yeah. And we were like, well, who's the best kid at his draft pick? We were yeah. like, Donnie Holmes. Remember? We were, I mean, because Andrew was hurt. McKinney was hurt. He came in November. He started playing. The whole deal. Matt Pert was, you know, he was, he was, uh, but Donnie Holmes at the time. Yes. In December of 2020, I believe we did that podcast. Yep. Um, maybe it was November. Maybe, maybe January. I, I can't specifically No, I think it was remember. December. And I think he actually wrote an article on Holmes or something being right. the rookie of the year. Right. And he yeah. was the best, he was the best draft pick. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Donnie Holmes will be competing. He's still on the roster. So those first four picks still on the roster. Yep. Two of them are going to get second contracts. Right. Chris, before we go to the, mm. the rest, we're going to take one more break, guys. We'll be right back after this. Hang on. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Biz Ignano and Jerry Foley. Go ahead. Next one. All right. So fifth round, 150 overall, Shane Lemieux. Yeah. What to, what to make of Shane Lemieux, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's a guy that you wish he could stay healthy because you think, well, at least he's a backup guard or he could potentially be a starting guard, but he just cannot stay healthy. I, you know, with, like Holmes, I think this is his last shot to stick. But, I agree. But, you know, he started off showing that he was okay. Like, it was a pretty good value for the fifth round. It's just he can't stay healthy. This is, his, this is it for him, I think. I agree. 
But here's the thing, too, Jerry. Mm. Right? He's going to compete for the left guard spot in this camp. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing, too. Mm. Say he gets like Andrew last year. Say he gets, not the same talent, I'm talking about health wise. Say he gets, say he 100% healthy finally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. For the 2023 season, camp, boop, boop. He, for the whole camp, he's healthy. No, no fluke, you know, no injuries like we've seen him yeah. have. Poor guy. I saw him leave on a cart once. The whole yep. deal, right? Yeah. Yep. Jerry, here's a guy that could win the left guard spot. Yes, totally. Yeah. Chris, you, what do you mean? You got, uh, dude, he's going to compete against Ezekiel. Yeah. Right? Yep. He could win this left guard spot. Mm-hmm. If he's 100%, he's right there in the mix. Yeah. They didn't release him for a reason, Jerry. Yeah, and, and why that's valuable, too, is if he does win it, right? Say he wins it. Zudu can still be a guy that can play right guard when, if you want to make a move with Glowinski next year or the year after, right? So it, it just helps the entire line if he's healthy and can play. Um, so he, he does have a – I think he has a better chance of, of, of sticking around, Chris, believe it or not, than Donay Holmes does. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll run with that. Yeah. I'll run with that. No question. Because you look at this, you got to look at the competition. You got to look at the depth wise and all that. Right. Because right now, Shane Lemieux, Marcus McKethan, yeah. Joshua Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm forgetting somebody, Jerry. They're, they're, they're all in the mix to compete for the left guard spot. Yeah, I think that's it. I think those are the ones that have a realistic shot at it. Right. Yeah. Because you know, you know, Schmitz is going to be the center, barring a disastrous camp, yeah. and obviously Gowinski is going to be the right guard for now. Right. right? Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. For now, so that left guard is going to be the, the competition. Yeah. And Shane Lemieux, if healthy, when healthy, and we're hoping he's going to be 100%, has just as much of a chance to win that as the other two. Yeah. They kept him around for a reason, dude. There was a guy, you know, in the offseason, this was another guy I was looking at to see if they were going to release him or not. Yep. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Johnson likes him. I can tell you that. Bobby Johnson loves his nastiness. They just want to see him healthy, dude. But like you said, Jerry, like you said, if it's another one of those years, he's banged up, he's missing time, he's out, boom. Right. You, you chalk it up to a guy that, hey, we kind of like this talent, but he just can't get on the field, right? Right. And yep. you move on. Yep. So that draft pick is a guy that could be starting for left guard, maybe even, you might even see him being lined up against the, uh, lined up against the Dallas Cowboys that first Sunday night game. Yep. Possible. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Yep. All right. Yeah. So... Sixth round. Yes. Uh, 183, <laughs> pretty interesting, but here he is, Cam Brown. Good value. Is Not still on the roster Yeah, and one of the team. best special team guy. I don't, will he make it out of this camp? Of course, they're adding a little more depth-wise special team, and they have added more to the roster. Joe Sheen's second draft. We'll see. But as of right now, you know, he's still on the roster. Yep. Yeah. Sixth round pick in 2020 still on and the best special teamer. Like, okay, that's, that's a good draft pick. Right. Uh, and by far for, for the last three years has been the best special teamer. <laughs> right. Um, so the first six, uh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six picks, whatever. Yeah. Still on the roster. Yeah. Okay. Seventh round, 218 called a coffin. Technically on the roster. <laughs> Technically on the roster. Why he's on the roster last season. We'll see if he sticks this year. Special teams. Yeah. Right? Special teams. Yep. Now, we'll see how that works out for him this year. Okay? Right. right. But amazingly enough, you know, still on the roster. Yeah. 
Okay, so now we're going to go to the other seventh round picks. 238, TJ Brunson, no longer on the roster. No. Um, I'm not quite sure if he's even in the league anymore. I think he's in, I think he's in uh, with Canada, last I, last I looked up. So. Oh, he's playing for the Maple Leafs? <laughs> yes. No, yeah, he's right, right wing joke. right wing for the Maple Leafs. Just a jo- <laughs> they could have used him against the just – a, just a joke. Um, seventh round, 247, Chris Williamson. No, never really panned, right? Boom. Yeah, he's out. out he's out. And, of course, now here's another interesting one, right? The last yeah. seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, Tate yeah. Crowder, who actually was starting a couple of years. Never really a solid linebacker. It flashed at times, but never really. But now he's gone. Um, of course, the Giants – uh, let him let him fly last year. Um, and they, they had the uh, the Tennessee Titans Giants game on this week on the NFL Network. Did they? I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't believe I watched Tay Crowder uh, drill Derrick Henry the way he did. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, the stars must have aligned for that hit because again, this was not a guy that we thought as a thought of as a physical middle linebacker, mm-hmm. best of his life, <laughs> uh, and he's still in the NFL. Like so, the last pick of the seventh round. Is still, I think he's on the Steelers now, right? So Giants released him, but someone picked him up. So, so yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, and look, Jerry, you know, you got to be honest here. We got to be honest. He did a lot of bad things, but he also did good things. He also gave him some quality snaps at times, and then he gave him, you know, he's just he's just not a starting linebacker. Right? That was established, right? Right. And and he was starting on the Giants where he probably wouldn't have started on. I don't know. I'm not going to go to the Ross, but 25 other teams, whatever the hell it might have been, right? Yeah, right. Whatever it might be. So right. that's the way it is. So, so Jerry, 10 draft picks out of the 2020 draft. I got seven still on the roster, mm-hmm. right? I got two that are surefire second contracts. Mm-hmm. 150 option was picked up. Andrew might even get one before the season starts. Yeah. McKinney, they're going to be working on that, okay? Especially, you know, they didn't pay love. Uh, they're going to be working on that. He's going to get a second Contract too. So two second contracts, seven still on the roster. You got a guy competing maybe for left guard. Cam Brown, Carter Coffin, mm, roster spots maybe a little shaky. Okay, Donnie Holmes will be competing too. So overall, we're now three years in. Now it's time, school teacher. Um, <laughs> how would you grade this 2020 draft by Dave Gettleman? <clears throat> Oddly enough, because of how good Thomas and McKinney are, that they're going to get second contracts, that you have arguably the best left tackle in football on your team, or top two, I think. McKinney, one of the top safeties in the NFL. You still get a contribution from Cam Brown. We don't know what Lemieux is. Maybe Holmes. I actually give this one an A-, minus, oddly enough, <laughs> because I believe, in, I believe in Thomas and McKinney. And I don't mean to say this. I know that there's going to be Daniel Jones guys punching me, want to punch me in the face. I believe in them more than I believe in Jones at his position. That's not to say I don't believe in Jones. I believe he can wow, be the guy. Man, you just but, destroyed Daniel. Wow. Okay. But nah, Thomas, I'm only kidding. And, I'm only right, kidding. Right. But Thomas and McKinney are absolute studs mm-hmm. at their positions. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I give this an A-. minus. All right. Very good. I'm going to give it uh, – I'm going to give it a B, Jerry. I'm going to give okay. it a B, a solid B, borderline yeah. B plus, because uh, I believe McKinney's going to be a pro bowler this year. I do. Yeah. yeah. And we all know Andrew's an all pro right now. Yeah. What was he, second team, right? Whatever, third team, or yeah. whatever it was. Second, I think second team. I'm sorry, second team, right? So I'm going to give it a solid B, man. I'm going to yeah. give it a solid B. And like I said, Jerry, you know, the only reason I gave the 19 is because they got the franchise quarterback, what we perceive to be the fran- you know, what everybody thinks is the franchise quarterback. But so the 2019, um, 
I give it A minus. You give it. I'm sorry, Jerry. What'd you give? B plus, right? No, I, I gave it an A minus for, for 2019. Oh, 2019. Sorry, B plus, B plus. Yeah, B plus. and and you gave the 2020 A minus, and yeah. I gave it a solid B. Point being, point being, very solid grades. Um, so a lot of guys getting a lot of snaps at you know out of these draft classes. This is what builds playoff teams, and now we'll see how the 21, 22, and 23 draft. Plays out. We'll get into it next year. We'll get into the 2021 draft. Yeah, well, be which was not be an interesting one. <laughs> which is an interesting one, and obviously Dave's last one. Yeah. So, look, folks, we wanted you know OTAs are kicking up, and a lot of people like to talk about the draft classes and the way they've the foundation for this team and how much was the previous draft the foundation and all that. Um, but there's no question, guys like Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence's. Uh, even Darius Slayton, um, obviously Andrew Jones, the McKinney's, uh, even Donay, even Donay, they've contributed to this team being a playoff team last year and winning a playoff game. And part of the reason why, right, that you look at the 2023 Giants and say, okay, can we compete for another wild card or can we compete for the division? You know, you don't know how mm-hmm. things are going to play out. You don't know what's going to happen, Right. right? Could we compete for this? Could we compete to win a playoff game? Hey, could we compete for the divisional round, right? And mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, and these some players in these two draft picks, two draft uh, rounds, are the reason why. Yeah, I, I mean, and when guys started getting second contracts and 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 the, the you know the options picked up and things like that, it's just funny on Twitter because everyone's like, "Wait, was Dave Gutterman a good GM now?" And look, we've said it before. He could, you know, the, the draft picks are there. Like, the, there's evidence of him being able to draft, right? He was a good scout. Now, he didn't make the right choices with, with head coaches. We know that. Free agency often was a disaster. The salary cap was in shambles. We are not grading Dave Gettleman's job as a GM. But <laughs> when you grade his drafts, you have to say, did a good job, you know, especially in those two. He's, they, 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 have, they have the nucleus of a playoff team because of those draft picks. That's all we're saying. It's not, this isn't a pro Gettleman thing at all. Not at all. We are happy with Joe Shane, baby. I love that. And guy. we want to get him out. We want right. to get him oh gone. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Right. And he deserved to be gone. But he's got to get kudos for these picks. But, you have to give it to him. But if, me, if you think me and Jerry are going to sit here and right. grade the 2019 and 2020 draft classes as crap because we want to get him and gone, and we're losing years on the Gettleman, well, then you come to the wrong podcast. Yep. Go, you know. Because we're going to say it like it is. And, folks, I am not sitting on a beach now in Cape Cod next to, and Dave sitting next to Dave, and he just bought me a margarita, and that's why I'm saying these things about his draft class. Right. But the facts are the facts. Right. I think everybody who watches Giants football and is pretty much going to agree about the guys we talked about and overall draft, you know, this and that. So, uh, and if, if anybody's, you know, if you just say, not, I don't agree with that. They're terrible draft classes because Dave picked them. Then, you know, you, then you just have your own, you know, agenda and all that. I, I don't know what to say, but we say like it is. That's the way it is. Those. That's so we went over those two draft classes <laughs> next year at the end of the year. Jerry, we'll go over the twenty twenty one draft class. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see where we're at with that. But I think everybody kind of enjoyed this because you know I think a lot of people forget about certain guys, Jerry, or you, or you sit down and go, oh wow, yeah, wow, you know that right. guy, yeah, you got a second contract. Oh, I didn't realize this. Oh, right. you know whatever it might be, right? right. So, right. 
Um, I think it was a good idea that we did this going into this ramped up part of the OTAs now. It starts getting a little more going, right? We're not far away from the mandatory minicamp, which it really gets going. There's never any contact, but as far as you know, 11-on-11s and you see, you kind of get a feel with the coaching staff is thinking, you know, yeah. and all that stuff, obviously before training camp at the end of July. So I want to say one more thing. Uh, first off, this was fun. I could do this with every draft. Yeah, Dave, I'll take it on the margarita. Thanks. Right, right, right. Nice. Yes. Tell him I said hi. Tell him I said hi. Terry says all. So if we, what do you I, mean could do this, I could do this from 79 on and, and I would enjoy this. I love this, this stuff. I got a quite hypothetical question before I go to my last point. Say in 2019, you have Daniel Jones and the Giants win a Super Bowl with him and say the rest of the picks were garbage. Just say, say Dexter Lawrence ever worked out all of them. <laughs> Does that draft class still get an A or an A plus? It's, you got a franchise quarterback that won your Super Bowl. I get I you. Agree. Uh, because the rest of the draft class was crap, I would give it an A minus. <laughs> right. So the, the reason I asked that in '81, mm-hmm. uh, not to go mm-hmm. too into this, but in '81 they draft Lawrence Taylor, and then they really didn't have another good pick. I mean, Johnny Missler was picked up. He had a cool nickname, a Polygrip. But then really it was like the eighth and ninth round where you got Billiard and, and Byron Hunt. <laughs> Right. Okay, so you look at that draft. Bill Neal was in there, but he didn't last too long. But because of Lawrence Taylor, I'm right. like, that's an A+. Plus. That's an A. That's an A+. Plus. Right. Okay. Because you drafted the greatest defensive player to right. ever lace them up. Right. You could have drafted Jerry Foley and Chris Bisignano in the next round, and it's like, that's an A+. Plus. It's still yeah. Lawrence Taylor. It doesn't matter. Okay. But people will be like, oh, who cares? We yeah. drafted Lawrence Taylor. Right. Okay. That's how I feel. Who's the greatest player ever? Right. That's why I right? Not, Jerry, not just the Hall of Fame player. Yeah. He's the greatest ever to play the game on a defensive side of the ball. Right. And speaking of that, Jerry, defensive and one of the greatest ever to play the game, you know, the passing of Jim Brown this week. That's right? what I'm Segway, baby. Segway. So, nice. I mean, who might be a lot of people consider the greatest football player to yes. ever play the game. Now, my father, I'm sure your father too, Jerry, he used to tell me that too. He goes, Jim Brown's the greatest I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, why we mentioned Jim Brown's A, because, you know, he just passed away and he's the guy was maybe the greatest football player ever. And he had legendary battles against one of our own, yep. Sam Huff of the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, and Sam, you know, used to read what he said. Sam said he was the greatest running back he ever faced. But they had legendary battles. Now, I, me and Jerry don't remember. We didn't see this, but our fathers did. Mm-hmm. And my father, which I'm sure, Jerry, your dad, used to say the same things. They were bloodbaths. <laughs> they were legendary battles between... Linebacker Sam Huff, who was great, and Jimmy Brown, who was maybe the best ever to do it. Okay, yeah. and John Marrow this week came out and says he was a boy, and he used to be on the sidelines watching these games, mm-hmm. and he said he'd never seen anything like it. The contact, the ferociousness, mm-hmm. the competitiveness, and what I loved about Jimmy Brown, I saw highlights of obviously like you, Jerry. I, I didn't see a play. I'm not old enough. Yeah. Um, but I love what I loved about Jimmy Brown is that he used to get blasted, blasted. Forget about Sam Huff blasting other guys, right? And he used to just get up. Yep. Or you pat the guy in the back. Go, good hit, good hit. Yep. Yeah. Hand the ball to the ref. When he scored, he hand the ball to the ref. Um, just at watching him on film highlights, just the the speed, the power. I could I could see what my father and I'm sure Jerry, your dad, was talking about with that guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, my dad would say that the only team that could contain him were the Giants. And right. Look, I'm and that sure, was because of Huff. <laughs> most of you have right. seen Giants Among Men, Big Blue VCR, do your thing after you hear this. 
like Tom Landry developing the 4-3 defense basically to stop Jim Brown and contain him and using Sam Huff's skills. Like, that's the ultimate compliment when you develop a defense pretty much to stop a, 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 or try to contain a superstar running back, the 4-3 defense and, and what they called the umbrella defense back in the day. Now, my dad would say that, uh, you know, Barry Sanders is great, and I think every old-timer says this. Barry Sanders was great, but you didn't see Jim Brown. And I felt like he said it was the same way in, in baseball with, you know, DiMaggio and Mayo and all that. But, he, I mean, every giant, every old-timer would say that Jim Brown was the, the greatest running back who ever laced him right. up. And, right. uh, and my parents were fortunate enough to meet Brown one day at Trenton High. And they oh, said wow. he could okay. not have been a nicer guy. My mom was really? like, what a, what a sweetheart. And my dad right. was like, oh, my God, he still looks like he could play. This was in the early 2000s. Right. And they just said, nice man. Um, you know, so, but right. he was just... You know, his passing is like another another era, man, that's gone, you know, and then it's tied to the Giants. It's tied exactly what the Giants tried to do on defense. So. And, Jerry, I wonder how many of our younger listeners right now are saying, wait a minute, Jerry Foley, what are you talking about Tom Landry? Yeah, Tom right. Landry's a Cowboy coach. Yeah. I wonder how many of our younger listeners, guys in their 20s, that didn't realize, that don't realize, excuse me, don't realize that Tom Landry was a Giants coach. <laughs> yeah, and a player. I think it was a cornerback right? for him. Yeah. Yeah, folks, for, for, for your younger people or people that maybe, maybe even have forgot. Yeah, Tom Landry was our coordinator. Yep. And the creator of the 4-3 and the flex yep. and all that crap he brought over to Dallas. But he was yep. one of the guys on the Giants with, with another guy by the name of Vince Lombardi. Yeah, it's okay. funny, man. You so, think like Jim, Jim Lee Howe is the head coach. It's like, man, he must have been great. Nah, Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry's his coordinators. All right, so, Jerry, I, we, we did the two drafts. We, you know, Jimmy Brown. I'm just going to mention one last thing before we wrap this up. Sure. Um, and this is probably for uh, Evan Roberts of WFAN. Mm. I'm going to take a little poke at Evan Roberts, a little fun, have a little fun with him. Aaron Rodgers coming out this week and saying he's – so happy to be playing for another iconic franchise. Mm. I, I literally, I needed emergency surgery. Two doctors had to pull a stake out of my throat um, because I was on the floor gagging from laughter from that. Um, unfortunately, I was eating a steak at the time, so I had emergency surgery. They pulled it out. They, they brought me back to life. I'm only kidding. Right? So uh, I found that really amusing. Like, Aaron, all right, enough. You're happy. You're gonna play. You're gonna come back. You know. You fired up. You want to show everybody you're still great. You got a chip on your shoulder. You're mad at the Packers. The whole deal, right? Right. But could we stop now with the brown noseness now? I mean, could we? Could we cut it out? With I'm so happy to be playing for another iconic franchise. I mean, I put that on Twitter. And I was I was laughing at the responses. You know. Yeah. Um, so Evan, if you're listening. I have to have fun with you. You know that with the Jets. Um, iconic franchise is, is almost as, you know, pretty, is, is pretty, pretty funny. Okay, all right, Aaron, we get it. You're happy to be a Jet. Enough now. Okay, enough now. Thank you. That's all I wanted to get off my chest before we wrap up this podcast. Jerry, any thoughts on that? Go ahead. No, and we'll wrap it up. Go ahead. No, I saw it, and it's just like, I don't know if he's just trying to ingratiate himself with the media and the fans, but... To make that statement, it's, it was kind of funny. It was, it was comical. And I just started going into, then I'd go into my thought process. Well, what makes a, what makes a franchise iconic? I guess you have to be old first. But, like, if the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, are they more iconic than the New York Jets? I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, they're, both, but, they're both not iconic. <laughs> but they've, they've had more success recently. So I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. Uh, 
Hey, Aaron Rodgers, you do you, buddy. Here's the bottom line. Yeah, Jerry, here's the bottom line. And me and you are Giants fans. We know that, okay? Um, And you could take shots at me, and you could say, I don't know, they had losing seasons last time. The Giants are an iconic franchise, okay? That's the bottom line. The Giants are an iconic franchise. The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, um, as much as it pains me to say, uh, are the Eagles iconic? Nineteen thirty-three. No, 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 no. I'm glad they're off the list. No, no, please stop. They won one, one damn thing. They're not iconic. No, no, Jerry. The Giants are iconic. The Giants won championships before Super Bowls. There you go. Nice. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not going with you there, Foley. Get that out of your head. There's no the way the Eagles are iconic. Technically, the Eagles did too, but okay, forget and it. If, you, if you're going, oh, Chris, because you hate them and they're in the, they're in the division. I just said the Dallas Cowboys are an iconic right. franchise. Right, yeah, that's fine. So don't, don't, come, don't, get me, no, don't get me wrong because you don't like the Eagles and all that. Well, okay. I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys either, but Good. they're iconic. All right. Okay? I'm in. Steelers? Uh, Giants are one of them? Cowboys? Bears? Bears. Uh, you know what? You Packers. know what? The Bears are in the conversation. Wait, 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 wait. So, real quick. Packers, right? You Packers. came from an iconic franchise. Right. Well, he said that. I'm going from one to another. Oh, okay, he's okay, dead. He's fine, dead. He goes, fine. I'm going from one yeah. to the other. And that's when I had the, my T-bone steak was stuck in my throat when he said, I'm going from one. The Packers are. And then he said he's going to another. And that's when we all kind of got a good chuckle out of that one. So, Aaron, enough. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I just couldn't stop laughing at that. Nice. Um, um, so, we'll wrap it up with that, I guess, unless there's something else you want to talk about. No, this was um, fun, dude. So we'll talk next week. Um, OTAs, um, Thursday's immediate access. OTAs are pretty fun. You see, you see them line up to p- compete in a little bit mm-hmm. and all that stuff. We'll see who's there. You know, uh, one guy is not going to be there. It's going to be Saquon. We know that. Yeah, <laughs> Unless something yeah. happens this week, yeah. which from what I hear is mm, probably not going to happen yet. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, we'll talk about OTAs next week and all that stuff. And uh, that's it. Uh, I'm done. Awesome. No, this was a good one, dude. A lot of fun. I'm glad we did this, and we'll look forward to this one next year when we uh, grade the 2021 draft, like we said, which would be interesting. have some thoughts on that already. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Uh, Take care, everybody. Be good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.